I'm Tim C. Smith, multimedia producer for The Fisherman Magazine, and I'm here with Captain Al Lorenzetti. He's been fishing the Great South Bay since 1954. He's been a charter captain since 1980 and has fished the world from the Bahamas to the Pacific. This is the first in a series of fish stories, and today I want to hear about what happened on that day off of Gloucester. Well, Tim, it was a great day. Uh, very, very memorable. And uh, a little bit of background I should give you first. Uh, I was very fortunate in having the opportunity to get to fish for these incredible fish, giant bluefin tuna, because my father was part of the regular crew on a boat, the Three Daughters, which was owned by Captain Charles Fischette from Babylon, New York. So he was a regular, uh, as well as Artie Bethel, who was more or less the cook on the boat, uh, Bill Cola, uh, Larry Christie, my dad, Al Eddie Sr., and Charlie Fischette himself. So it was a great, it was a 41 Hatteras, an excellent boat, a big, a big water boat. And every year, starting in August, uh, that boat would go up to Gloucester. And, uh, of course, all of these guys, they worked. They were older, of course. You know, they were in their 50s at that time. I was in my 20s. And uh, they had to go to work. So Thursday, they would take off Friday, Thursday night after work. They would all get in the car, head up to Gloucester, and then we would fish Friday, Saturday, Sunday morning. And then they would leave Sunday afternoon and I would stay for the rest of the week on the boat because I was teaching at the time and had the summer off at least in August I did we stayed at the Cape Ann Marina it was very comfortable and then I would fish on other boats during that time as well so I, I think back to those days it was still a kind of gentleman's world back then the fish weren't worth any money we got maybe 25 cents a pound for them it was the pre shipping the, to them to Japan so it was sport fishing. It was truly, these people were there. The fish you caught maybe paid for your bait and your gas and your dockage by the end of the season. So, uh, but it was very exciting time and it was great fishing. Fishing back in those days, uh, you know, it, it was great fun with great people. Uh, the hot boats back in those days, just like now on Wicked Tuna, that great show on Nat Geo, the number one show, by the way, on Nat Geo in terms of viewership. And uh, just like you have, you know, tuna.com and you got hard merchandise and that, that crew of people, those boats, they're the hot ones. Back in the days when I was fishing there in the early 70s, it was guys like Bob Antolini on the Weasel, Eddie and Franny and Cookie Murray on, on uh, the Cookie 2, Sam Cardinale on the Samana. These are the names I remember. Alan Joe Cage. Uh, and then I remember a name from the past, Johnny Kazalka. He ran two boats, the Sleeko and the B-Way. And uh, these guys were the regulars. They were out there all the time, and they were the guys who were consistently hooking up and catching these great fish. So in any event, on this particular day, what we had done, to give you a little background, after we had caught a fish, we would, at the time we were fishing 130-pound Dacron, and we were fishing single-strand wire leader. So after we had a fish, either fought one and lost it for a while, we would change the last 100 feet of Dacron. We would cut it and just simply re-splice the last 100 feet in because that's where it took the most abuse when the fish was making its pinwheels, you know, rubbing up against the boat and so forth. Sometimes you couldn't see damage on the line. So we simply cut off or re-spliced re that last 100 feet of line in. All right, so 
this was on a Sunday morning. On previous day, on a Saturday, we had gone out and we caught a real nice fish. I think it was 700 and change. And uh, a bunch of guys were up there at the time, the Cage brothers, and uh, we actually had uh, an old timer with us, um, uh, Herb Fogarty. This guy, Herb Fogarty, caught giant tuna back in the 40s with linen line and you know the bamboo rods. I mean, you know, this old timer, but a great fisherman. He was with us, so he said, "Listen." We had a fish yesterday, let's go out today. And Charlie had a great boat there, it had a full galley. He said, we have beautiful squid we got at the uh, bait dock. And he had some codfish that they had caught a week before. And he said, let's just go out. We'll go near the fishing grounds. We'll stay away from all of the fleet. We'll stay a couple of miles away and we'll cook. We'll have a great lunch. And we got like a box of bait left over from the day before. And we'll throw a couple of lines in the water. Who knows, maybe we'll get lucky. We didn't expect much to happen. So we get out there, and we had a crew. We had both Cage brothers, Joe and Al, on board, Herb Fogarty, Larry Christie, Artie Bethel, myself, my father, Charlie Fischette. I might be leaving somebody out, but we had like 10 guys on board. So we get out there, and uh, Artie starts cooking. We were messing around for a while, kind of getting things straightened out in the boat. We anchored up, we saw the fleet. This was on Stellwagen Bank. We were on the, I think we were on the north end of Stellwagen. And uh, we anchored up in about, I don't know, 140, 50 feet of water, at least two miles away from the fleet. We didn't want to have all of the craziness in case something happened. We were out there to eat lunch, have some drinks, and have a good time. So Artie starts cooking. He's got the galley going. He's got all of these frying pans with calamari frying up in there and codfish, and he's making a salad and everything. We had one rod in the water. I think we were just putting a second rod in the water, and sure enough, we get a knockdown. Bang, we got a fish on. Like, holy, can you believe this? I mean, Charlie starts up the engines. We pull a pelican hook, get off of our ball. He throws a boat into reverse because the fish was peeling line off like crazy. Artie's screaming downstairs, stop, what are you doing? Grease is flying everywhere. We almost had a kitchen fire at the same time. There's calamari all over the kitchen and everything. You know, we're blasting off, chasing after this fish. My father was fighting the fish. He was in a chair. And uh, so off we go. Uh, we got no boats in our way, nobody would have to maneuver around. We, we're putting it to this fish, so we got the fish on probably for 45 minutes. And now it's getting near the end. The fish is slowing down, he's starting to make some circles, he's traveling now. The fish is starting to run in a straight line, and we're backing down on him and we're getting close. Actually, I know exactly how close we are, we're 100 feet away. The splice comes through, comes up, goes over the tip top, and it parts. Whoever did the splice screwed it up. And we're all, you know, right away, that, oh, everybody, oh, God, let down, you know, it's gone. Charlie's up on the bridge. He goes, I see the line, because we were backing at the same rate that the fish was going. He says, I see the line. It's floating in the prop wash. He says, Al, to me, he says, grab the gaff. Go, it's in there. It's in the prop wash. I, didn't, I couldn't see it from where I was. So I just reached down with the gaff, and I come up. I got the line on the end of the gaff. I, so I pull on the line he's still going in reverse staying with the fish and i'm like what do you want me to do he goes thread it through the guides thread it through the guides so joe cage and al cage they very gingerly they grab the line and they're pulling they don't want this fish to take off it's going to rip the line right out of their hands it's just trying to get me a few extra feet they're holding it charlie's got the boat in reverse and i'm 
I'm shaking like, you know, like crazy. I'm trying to thread it down. I get it down through the guides. I grab the line that's on the reel. I said, what kind of knot you want me to tie? He goes, any old knot. I just tie a bakery knot, overhand thing. Take five or six turns on a reel. We had finnows, 12-0 at finnows, and lock the reel up at like 60 pounds. Because, you know, that was it. We couldn't lose any more line. We had to boat the fish. He backs down hard. My father starts really cranking on it. We're coming down on a fish. Larry Christie wires the fish, gets it alongside. Boom, we gaff it. And we get this fish. It's like 850 or 60 pounds. It was unbelievable from a broken line. In fact, I even missed the guide. When we look at it after, the line is off the side of one of the, one of the guides. But it was enough that we actually caught the fish. And then, you know, it was a big celebration. Oh my God, we got this beautiful fish. And then we had to all clean up the galley and everything. It was a disaster, but everybody was on board. If we told the story, see, there were guys from other boats who were on board, the Cage Brothers. If it was just our crew and we told it, they probably wouldn't have believed us, you know. But as it turns out, the truth is what it was, and everybody saw it for what it was. And it was just like a crazy, memorable, memorable day. And then we, uh, of course, we went back, cleaned the galley, and then we ate. I had a great time. Calamari, codfish, and salad. And a few beers in between, too. But very, very memorable fishing day on the water. Well, Al, that is a, uh, an incredible fishing story. And hopefully that's going to be the first of uh, many fishing stories that we're going to capture. Yeah. Uh, thanks for your time, and uh, we'll see you real soon. All right, Tim. Thank you very much. It was a pleasure.